everybody, welcome back to another special edition of The Move Plus. We're trying to do these um, as much as we can, maybe even daily between now and the end of the race. We're talking about stage 13 from Forma Golf, finished atop, went across the border into France, finished atop the Col du Tourmalet, the famous climb, uh, probably one of the hardest parkours of the season. I'd say it was basically all climbing and descending, almost no flat whatsoever. A lot of um, incredibly steep gradients. The, the big headlines from the day, Jonas Vindigo wins the two-time defending Tour de France winner. Sepp Kuskets second, Primoz Roglic third. A Jumbo sweep on the stage podium. And they now sit one, two, three in the overall. Kus still has the leader's jersey by 137 over Roglic and 144 over Jonas Vindigo. And then the other big headline is the complete implosion of Rimko Evenepoel. And this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. When what a perfect time considering they're donating another $25,000 to the Testicular Cancer Society to help raise awareness and to fundraise for a good cause. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to remind you to check your golden nuggets this month for anything not so golden. And while you're down there, shave your balls while you save your balls. Support a good cause and go to manscaped.com and use the code LANCE to get 20% off plus free shipping and make sure to spread the news and tell your buddies to check themselves let's start there johan what what happened to rimko he looked pretty strong throughout the the first week we had multiple mountain stages i think on stage three and stage six stick six he looked a little dicey on six but he looked like his normal self like oh he lost 20 30 seconds he that's he tends to limit losses on a lot of hard mountain stages i didn't have him losing 27 minutes on my bingo card this morning what do you think went on there? Yeah, well, first of all, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I tried to find out. I reached out to some of the people of his team. No illness, nothing sp- specific, uh, apparently. And also, he said, you know, it's, there's no, no, no explanation. It's just a bad day. No, no power. Uh, the, 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 the reservoir was empty. Um, I was really surprised to see that he got in trouble uh, when there was at least 50, 60 riders left. And uh, it was, I mean, there were a few attacks, but it was basically the, the, the domestique setting the tempo. So obviously there was something wrong. Um, we don't know. Um, it's also, I have to say, you know, if you look at his performances in the big, big mountains, um, a stage like today, I think probably Remco has never written something like this with, you know, Obisque and Tourmalet are two really big Tour de France climbs. And we haven't seen anything from him yet. Now, if that goes together with an off day, then and then on, on top of that, you lose the morale. Um, you know, the 27 minutes, that's just, that that's insignificant. I mean, you can't really read anything out of it because, you know, once you're dropped, then he's, he knew his Vuelta was over, so he won't ex- insist, right? But, um, but, I mean, you know, a, a bad day like this is definitely a problem. Uh, and... I don't think we have ever seen a, such a bad day, but we've seen already weaker moments from Remco Evenepoel in the past. Um, as I said, you know, I don't really know the exact explanation, uh, but I remember that I said before the Vuelta, there's one concern I have uh, with Remco, and that's, you know, the Tour of Spain is three weeks long, and he is already three or four weeks on top form. You know, he started the race... Uh, again in San Sebastian. No, actually, he won the Belgian Championships. Uh, then he won San Sebastian. Then he prepared for the Worlds. Obviously, he was top there in the in the time trial. So, 
Compare that to these other guys, uh, to Jonas and Primos and, and Sepp Kuss uh, and Enric Mas and Ayuso. None of those guys were there. You know, Ayuso was in San Sebastian. That's true, but but you know, didn't go to the Worlds. And um, so, you know, maintaining a top 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 peak form for such a long time is is definitely a challenge. And also. Um, you know, after 10 days in a, in a grand tour, you see that, you know, you see, you start to see differences. So it's not my intention, of course, to, to really, you know, n- pull him down based on this one day. Right. Uh, I think we have to, we have to recognize that he's an exceptional athlete. Uh, but of course it is a super disappointment. It's, it's a surprise in the first, in the first place. And it's a, a disappointment. The biggest disappointment will be for himself, of course, you know, for his team. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 not it's not good, you know. It's not a good sign towards his future as a Grand Tour rider uh, because if you have a bad day like this, and for, somehow I don't know why I have this feeling, is that you know you have these guys like Jonas and Primos, you know, they're already established Grand Tour riders, and you kind of know, you know, they're at a level, and they may be one day a little bit less. But they're still there. But Remco, for some reason, I don't know why. I I I always think, hey, you know, we'll we'll see. Either he's super good or he may be completely crap. Yeah. And that's what yeah, happened exactly. today. And we've seen it. I mean, I, I hate to like bring up the tour. So I think I was mentioning the tour of Switzerland yesterday, but it's really the only time we've seen him race like big HC climbs one after the other. And he has historically struggled at that race. Like he's he's not ever really done that well in the GC. He'll be on and off. You know, sometimes he's getting dropped two climbs from the finish. And it, it is becoming a bit of a habit. You do kind of wonder, is he like, let's say he has the career of Alejandro Valverde. A lot of one day wins, a lot of stage wins. One Vuelta España, one Grand Tour went throughout his career. Like, would that be a disappointment? Or, <laughs> you know, is that something we have to kind of prepare ourselves for? It doesn't look good considering that there was all this noise leading in here that he wanted to be paid on the same level as as Tadej Pogacar, that looks a little um, like less connected to reality, perhaps at this point. Well, but I mean, you know, again, you know, let's not completely judge him on on this one day. Um, the guy's obviously super talented, and listen, if Ineos is that interested in Remco Evenepoel, it's because they know how good he is, right? Um, but uh, but I, I, another another thing, Spencer. You know the, all this chaos and this speculations and this rumors in the press about this potential him leaving. Does he stay? Does he leave? What's going on behind the scenes? Whatever we don't know, what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, yeah. all that is not good for a, a rider's mental tranquility. You know, you have to be at, in peace. Uh, you have to be able to focus on you know your your efforts on your your nutrition and your recovery. And um, if all that, even subconsciously, is in, 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 you know, Remco must be, you know, before the tour, uh, before the, before the Vuelta, for sure, this has affected him, you know, even if he says, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm bigger than this, but it does affect you, stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess if you're, let's say you're Ineos, you're not going to look at this and think, oh, we don't want him anymore, or at least I don't no, think so, because no. they should probably think, Oh, well, we can fix all of this. Like you look at his one week, he wins a lot of one week stage races, but they just aren't high mountain ones. And you could say, well, that's similar to Primo's Roglic before 
um, Yumbo mm -hmm. kind of turned him into a machine that can win in the high mountains. Like there's a path where he gets on a different team and maybe Enios thinks this isn't a good situation for him. But I do recall having that. We had that conversation in the podcast after the world time trial championships where we said, maybe this is too much. Maybe this too is going to bite too him. Long of, too long of a time span to stay in peak form. Yeah. And another theory I wanted to run by you. I mean, Grand Tours are just complicated things, but you had the weekend of racing, Monday, rest day, time trial Tuesday, low overall kilojoule effort though, just a 30 minute effort, low kilojoule effort yesterday. Is it possible you just came out and was blocked? Just because you got dropped in the cold of beast, which was the real, yeah, the first right. real climb of the day. But at this point, Spencer, at this point, you know, 30, 12, 13 days into the race, no, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not buying that. You know, your, your body is in motion. You're in this, you know, day after day. No, no. If that would be like three, four days into the, into the ground tour, I could say maybe, but, but not after such a long, no, not after two weeks of racing. At and least that's, I mean, maybe, I mean, uh, I mean, listen, when you're, when you're off, then nothing looks right. You know, he didn't look his usual self on the bike. His position was different. You know, he looked different, but you know, when you, when you're off, you're off on everything. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it was a weird, it's weird situation with the team. I, I thought this was really odd before the stage finished, they released a statement that he was not sick. Mm -hmm. That seems not great because then he can't, you're basically cutting his, his legs out from under them because he gets to the finish line and he can't say he's sick. Like if you're the team, maybe you wait for him to cross the finish line, see what he says, then key your message off of that. I thought that was really odd. Yeah, well, almost, I haven't seen Did they put a statement out actually as a team during the stage? I was watching Eurosport, GCN, and you know they said, oh, we just received a statement from the PR, the press officer at Quick Step that Rimco's not sick. Oh, well, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Maybe they got information. I mean, I also asked during the stage somebody within the team, and he, he also said, you know, at least, you know, before the stage and at the beginning of the stage, he, he never mentioned he was sick. So we don't know. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And we don't know. We might never know. You know, it just mm -hmm. might be one of those things that, wow, that was weird. Well, and then, you know, the same, we're just going to like, he'll probably drop out of this race. Do you think he's not going to finish? I don't this? think so. Yeah. Then this so. will be fired up again at the tour next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, unless there's something wrong, right. Uh, but if, if he's not sick, I think he's staying and he's going to try to, you know, go in a breakaway and, and win a stage probably. Well, I mean, he already I mean, won a stage, but. Yeah, that would be like the best case scenario. It would be mm -hmm. the most fun to watch. Um, speaking of fun and not fun, it's the Yumbo show from here on in. If we're being realistic. I mean, they yeah. showed today. I thought Jonas, we, we didn't pick him on outcomes. I felt mm -hmm. a little silly, but we said he's not on the form of the tour. I actually. And he's. And he's I not. thought he was dangling out there. Yeah, a little oh, bit. He just kind of toughed his way to the win there. Sepku's closed like 30 seconds with a less than kilometer length acceleration mm. at the end. I mean, Sepku's obviously looks incredible. Primos, I thought looked, it was hard to read him on that climb. He had the jersey open. He looked a little bit in trouble, but then he almost catches Koos by the end <laughs> and ends up looking pretty good. I mean, how, how do they play this? Like now that they have Koos so far in front, Roglic, Vindigo about what is that like seven seconds apart in second yeah. and third I thought go I thought they played it pretty well they they didn't want to go too easy on the final climb because they need to get rid of Solaire you don't want to play yeah. around with that 
get well, rid now, of all those now other to guys. Me it looks like you know they're they're first of all i mean amazing one two three in today's stage uh now also one two three in the in the gc and and it looks to me like you know it would be <laughs> we're coming to a point now where you know their their spoiling is with their their dominance where if they're not finishing one two three now it's going to be a failure <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh well first of all i think it looks really really good for sepkus because his situation actually improved today you know uh he had he had solaire close by he had remco at 109 now he's leading his own teammate with 137 uh, and his other teammate with 144 so if uh, can only lose this vuelta if he has a bad day and cracks and can't follow the attacks of the others, which are Ayuso, Enric Mas, uh, Brooks was really good today. Um, other than that, I mean, Soler maybe, uh, but other than, I mean, Vlasov is not going to go anywhere. Um, so, you know, I mean, it looks great for Sepkus. I mean, I'm happy we, we placed that bet yesterday uh, for the GC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's swung quite a bit. Any value has been <laughs> wrung out of that. And we should say, so the closest non-Yumbo rider to Coos is Juan Ayuso, 237 behind Coos. But the most, the craziest thing is the fourth place rider, the first non-Yumbo rider is in fourth, almost a minute behind the last Yumbo rider in mm-hmm, third. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's a lot of cushion to play with. And especially it's, Spencer, if you see based off today, right? Whenever Mas or Ayuso tried something, they were there. They were there and they were, you know, whenever they could, they tried to drop them and they did drop them at the end. So I heard this interview of Ayuso. Ayuso feels good, but he says it's so frustrating. You know, I mean, first, you know, we knew they were strong, but, you know, you, you know, you have to pull because otherwise they're, the guy's gone. But then you have Roglic on your wheel and what are you going to do? You know, I mean, and, and this is always going to be the same. So yeah. I think it's Sepkus's race now to win. Um, looks good for him. I think he, he's going to get more and more conf- confidence. Um, at the end, he dropped everybody except his teammate who was in front. Uh, so you could say he was probably the strongest rider in the race, Sepkus. Today that attack the was unbelievable. It kind of looked like Moss was trying to ride him off the back or something, but mm-hmm. it really just gave him a better runway. And he, he even had to hit the brakes because he almost hit a fan. He couldn't quite get yeah. through at the front, but he was traveling almost, it looked like twice as fast as the yeah. rest of the GC no, riders. I was, yeah, I mean, there was there was obviously a lot of you know looking looking around going on and uh, very tactical, um, but yeah, I mean, he was super strong. Never, never, never at any point was he in trouble. Uh, not even close. Not even close. And it's so um, yeah, I think um, listen, it's still it's still very hard, but man, it looks good for Sepp. It looks really good for him. I mean, really good. And it's rare too to have a team that let's say Sepkus falls apart, just falls off a cliff in the third week. They don't even they don't even have to do anything. They just mm-hmm. keep riding and they'll have two guys in contention for the win. I've never seen yeah. anything like this. Well, you know, I mean, listen, they we shouldn't be surprised. You know, they do have a very strong team. We knew that. And if you look at you know, Roglic and, and Jonas, they're up there, they're confirmed, you know they're two of the four best stage racers, right? And, and Sepkus, we've never seen him, but we've never seen him do a race where he was not pulling in the mountain. So um, they're not going to drop him. I don't think so. No, 
I think it would have to be crash like the tour. Right. Well, you know, I mean, Sepkus can lose if, if, if Roglic, Roglic to me looks really strong. I have to say, uh, Jonas looked okay, but definitely not the Jonas from the, from the tour. He, he, he won because, you know, he, they had the numbers and, uh, he was the furthest down in GC, but, um, but I, I thought Roglic looked, looked really strong today in control. Um, that acceleration at the end, uh, yeah showed a lot and so that could be the biggest rival for Sepkus but now we have to see you know how they're going to play it these two riders Roglic and, and Vingegaard they have won multiple Grand Tours uh, this can only be in their favor for the future if they do everything they can to let to have to, to help Sepkus win this this Vuelta yeah, I mean, do you, I don't think. Do you think we'll see live racing between Roglic and Kuss? Like, will Roglic be attacking Sepkus, or is he I, just have to follow? I Ayuso? can't see that happen. I, yeah, I can't. I can see that happen. Also, you know, look for, for example. You know, I don't know. I don't know how these guys have negotiated their contracts, but I think we can safely say that you know Jonas Vingegaard and Primoz Roglic, uh, if they win the Vuelta, they won't have a bonus. They are paid to win these races, right? So it doesn't really matter financially for them if yeah. they win. Uh, I hope Sepp Kuss has something in his contract. I don't know who his agent is, but... I hope so too. <laughs> he should have something in there. <laughs> but it's very likely, it's very likely that it's, there's, it's not in there because he's not that type of rider, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. not, that's normally not... You know, he'd probably have a bonus if he's part of a Grand Tour winning team. But if he wins it himself, so... He'll, you know, he could also get the bonus. I'm and just you, thinking out loud here without knowing anything. You'd imagine his market rate would go up quite a bit. <laughs> that Yumbo would have to match if he won this race. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Johan. Do you have anything else to add before we take off? No, that's it. Tomorrow right. is another really, really hard stage. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I'm fascinated to see how this plays out tomorrow. I, my intuition is that Jonas will... He looked trashed at the end. I mean, he was tired in a way that mm -hmm. I've never seen him at the tour. So I'm curious to see if he can hang on tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To see Spencer, this does. is the Vuelta. It's not the same. This is the Vuelta. And <laughs> and it's it's completely different. Uh, he's he's hanging on. That's, I'm not worried about, at all about Jonas Vingegaard. He's not. You don't think Jonas is too worried about Enric Maas just, just popping him? No. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk about stage 14. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.